Hey there, Space Invaders, and welcome to episode 25 of the Marvel Mondays Initiative here on the Penultimate Conquest. Today's topic is, of course, our discussion of Guardians of the Galaxy as part of our MCU Rewind series. Ruben, you got a face. Just say, just what's up? <laughs> I thought I was hosting today. Are you? I, I assumed so. It said my name on the dock. <laughs> I thought I was hosting. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, what do we do? <laughs> go right ahead. By all means, go ahead. Is uh, this true? Big if true. I, I, yeah, I it says me hosting. You're hosting Shang-Chi. All right, go ahead, man. <laughs> oh, you want to <laughs> save Ch- Shang-Chi. Okay, all right. All right. Go ahead. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, welcome to Marvel Mondays, the um, show where we do stuff with the MCU. Like I, That threw me way off, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you um, said it's ready so i just started going well yeah i know but like i didn't expect you to you know i appreciate you doing all the leg work for me because yeah yeah sh- well okay. i didn't know so that's all right that's okay um today we are talking about guardians of the galaxy for our mcu rewind series uh sheesh i am your host ruben guerrero the director of the penultimate conquest with me i have the man the myth the legend the hot one christian macias christian how you doing today you know i'm doing a lot better friday was rough yeah but i survived i i was scared the moment, but i survived you survived was it worth it yeah of course and i'm doing it again in two weeks oh no <laughs> <laughs> I, is it for, a new season for reference, uh, I did the Hot Ones challenge on my stream, uh, and apparently I used too much sauce. I'm supposed to use less, so now I know. Okay. I'm is just it, doing it with other friends. Now, this is a seasonal thing, correct? If I recall you saying this is like yeah. a, a seasonal box of hot uh, This sauce. is season 15, yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Until then, Christian. Yeah, let's get into some Marvel news for the week. Oh, before we do that, I'm sorry. We have some uh, podcast updates. Um, This week, we have some shows going on, as we usually do. Tomorrow, we're going deep into the Ghost of Tsushima uh, Iki Island expansion. And we might even go into some Legends. I'm thinking about it. I'm getting real, like, antsy about it. I might want it, but, like, I don't have a crew to go with. But Hit up Eric. I'm sure he would let's play. We'll see, man. We'll see. I mean, uh, obviously, Eric is not here because of the uh, hurricane that Louisiana is getting hit with. Uh, so he'll be back for next week for Shang-Chi. Fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see if Eric's up for it. Uh, I doubt he has work tomorrow. So you might be right. Yeah. Um, Wednesday is... The Cross Media Show, and we're supposed to be starting our new uh, Netflix review series with Christian. What's the movie? It says Beckett. It says Beckett, but what's the movie that we just talked about? <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. I just—he's uh, the man. No, that doesn't even sound right. He's, he's all, all that. that. He's all he's that. He's all that. So we'll see how that goes. I just need to find a crew. You know, I'm 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 a forming a crew for a heist, and I need to find a crew. All right. God, what I would give for a good fucking heist movie right now. Jesus Christ. I might even watch. Watch, watch the Oceans movies. I was just going to say, I might watch Oceans 11 tonight. You know? Mm. Banger. Probably the best one. Eh, 
yeah. 13's yeah. good too. 13's good. Uh, I think all of them are good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, Thursday is the penultimate game show where we'll be doing our semi annual State of the Union where we check in with PlayStation, Xbox, and Nintendo, see where they're at, you know? I'm excited for that. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. Yeah. Um, this should be an exciting episode, though. So let's get into some Marvel news. The third episode of What If? Uh, what if the world's? Yeah. What if the world lost its mightiest heroes? Christian, what did you think of this? I didn't watch it. I I didn't even watch it either. Okay. All right. <laughs> good. Uh, I did watch. I did want to point out uh, last week. I forgot to. Uh, what is going on with, for some reason, the Collector in, in the Black Panther episode was really, really buff. Yeah. But, like, he's not buff in this movie that we just saw this week. Wasn't he buff in the comics, I'm assuming? Okay. It was just weird. I figured they would stay proportionate to the actor, especially since he voiced them again. True. Which it didn't even sound like Benicio Del Toro. It did it. And honestly, what is Benicio del Toro doing in the in the MCU? You know, such a weird ass pull. Just vibing, I love it. It's cool. Okay, all right. Yeah, I mean, it is cool. It's just like one of those things, I guess. Also, how come you didn't? How come you didn't watch the third episode? I just the haven't gotten around to it. I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, same. I, I don't even know. Well, obviously, we just saw it, but I, it's. I do know some things about it, like. Do you want me to spoil this for you? No. Okay. No. No. Okay. All right. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I guess we'll talk about it next week. We also have Shang-Chi premiering this week in theaters. And Disney's one shot. Oh, hell, the king premiered on Disney. I want to say last week because I definitely did see it last week on Disney+. Plus. Which brings us to my updated theory. Or a uh, new theory, I guess. Uh, Christian, here's how. Let me paint a picture for you, okay? I want you to close your eyes. Are your eyes closed? Okay. They're closed. Yeah, they're closed. The opening shot of Shang-Chi starts off with the end of the one shot. All hail the king. Trevor Slattery is getting pulled out of jail. And all we hear is the Mandarin is waiting sorry the mandarin is waiting that's the, that's the the line that we hear and the next scene we see is trevor slattery being thrown onto the floor and we see uh i don't know this actor's name but whoever's playing the mandarin the real mandarin only long man I, I don't know he's only one of the most critically acclaimed actors right now like listen i have never seen this guy in asia in my life. okay 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 i'm sorry I apologize, Tony Long. My deepest, humble apologies. Please don't kill me with these ten rings. Um, we see him with the ten rings on his arms, right? And he's asking questions. He's like, the fuck are you doing, bro? Exactly like that. What the fuck are you doing, bro? Why, who, who told you to become the Mandarin? Like, uh, no, it's not how this works. And we just see Trevor, like, oh so nonchalantly say... Well, how the fuck was I supposed to know, you know? I just did what I was told, man. I just did what I was told. But with that nice English accent, I don't, I can't pull off an English accent. And then, boom, he kills him. 
and that's the Ten Rings uh, logo is just out of his blood. And there you go. That's the beginning of Shang-Chi. Can I open my eyes? Yes, you can open your eyes. Okay. Have you seen this? The, the All Hail the King? Yeah, I've seen it. Oh, well, how does it end? Him coming out of jail? Yeah, it, it ends with uh, the, the Mandarin's people like pull, pulling him out of jail. Like breaking him out of jail. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Which is why I thought he was coming back. And apparently I was right. Well, when I, when I saw that Ben Kingsley was on the red carpet, I was like, oh, maybe the Mandarin's in the movie. Yeah. But then, like, this drops on Disney. It's like, maybe he's not in the movie at all. No, this dropped way after. Uh, this dropped after Iron Man 3. Uh, no, sorry. All, the All Hell of the King thing? Yeah, this was on the Iron Man 3 uh, Blu-ray or DVD. It was an extra. Oh, shit. Yeah. I did not know this. Yeah. You should oh. check out. There's a couple more one-shots. Uh, I don't know if they're, like, relevant. Uh, Is it cool? Should I, should I check it out? You should definitely watch this one, yes. Okay. I think I'll you should watch it before your, your uh, viewing of Shang-Chi, like 30 minutes this, before. This th- oh, yeah, let's the, say, the day of. Yeah, the day of. I, I would say about an hour before. I don't know how long it is. I think Wednesday night sounds perfect. Okay. All right. As long as you, you know, remember it. And then Thursday, you know, I vibe, I go to work. Yeah. I get my little I get my little sparkling water, my protein bar from the gas station. Mm. I chew a little edible and then I what, walk to the theater. What kind of protein bar? Think bars. Okay. All right. Those are good. Yeah, I like them. I respect those. I, okay. I like them. I like them. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm excited. Yeah. I hope your theory is right. That sounds kind of cool. I mean, that's the only way I see Ben Kingsley being back into the MCU, you know? Yeah. That just makes let's sense. Like, let's not keep Trevor. Yeah. I mean, let's keep Trevor, but like, yeah, I guess we can't really keep Trevor. So yeah, let's get rid of Trevor. No offense, Ben Kingsley. You're a great Sorry. actor. Um, I have here, it's been one year since the passing of Chadwick Boseman, and I am not, uh, I, I don't like the way that this sentence makes me feel. What do you mean? No, in the sense of like, it sucks that he's gone, and I wish, yeah. you know, I wish he was still alive. Seven movies fighting colon cancer. I forget, like, they threw that number out there again. And it's like, wow, I forget how like how strong this man was. Yeah, absolutely. And insane. nobody knew, nobody knew, and nobody knew, nobody knew. Insane. Yeah, absolutely. So I had to throw insane. that in there. Yeah. Rest in peace, King. Um, I don't know how to transition to this. <laughs> 2022's The Marvel's director, Nia DaCosta, becomes the first black female director with a number one movie. Sorry, a number one film in the box office with Candyman. Are yeah. we excited for The Marvels? Is this the... Uh... Yeah, so that's going to be, right, Captain Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel, Marvel, and then somebody else? They're just, they're just those two. No, those two and and uh, the girl from and, WandaVision. Yes. Yeah. Who was also in Captain Marvel. Yes. Starts with an R? Her name starts with an R? Ooh, I don't remember. It's been a while. She got those powers at the end of WandaVision. Remember that? <laughs> she was the first <laughs> X-Men, I guess. She the, Her outfit did look very X-Men-like. Yeah. I, I, it just makes the most sense. I am. I, I, I am. But also, that's sorry to answer your question. I am excited for the Marvels. Okay. 
right. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Monica Rambo. Yeah, so I was right. With an R. Starts with an R, yeah. Close enough. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see what she brings to the table. Like, I... My problem with Captain Marvel is Brie Larson. Like, I... I, I th- don't get me wrong. She's a talented actress and all that stuff. I, I, I'm agreeing with all of that. I just found her to be very monotone in Captain Marvel, which I guess is to be expected. But, like, you know, there's got to be some range in that character. No, you can blame the script and the direction for that. Like, no, again, I'm not blaming it. her. Yeah, exactly. This is not a blame on her. It's just oh, gotcha. I'm hoping that that changes throughout. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the Russo's used her very cool in Endgame. Like, I loved her in Endgame. Yeah, and I was actually before the movie. They filmed mm-hmm. that before the movie. Yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, of course, if you didn't know. The Spider-Man trailer dropped last week. You can check our full reactions for the trailer. Ugh. You can check our reactions for full impressions. But what are your quick thoughts on the trailer, Christian? I, I thought it was fine the first time I watched it. I was like, cool. Like, I, I guess this, this, this is... Fine what is already, what you thought? Yeah. This is what we already knew was going to be in the movie, right? Like, we knew Alfred Molina was coming back. Oh, big surprise. He's in the trailer. I think this is it's more along the lines of how how much hype a movie can get, you know? Like this is probably like Avengers Endgame was big, you know? Like the same way This is not bigger than Endgame. What? Hold on. The same way okay. that Avengers was big. This is for a one character, I would say this is the biggest that they can go for Spider-Man by himself. This is like if the DCEU's Flashpoint was going to be a good movie, you know? I would say this is bigger. Like, it, I think it's, well, it's insane that, in theory, we're going to get three different Spider-Men across, Fucking like, crazy. different franchises like that Like we grew up with. Yeah. That, that on its own, like, when I think about that, that is insane. Like, and credit to Sony and Marvel for pulling something like this off, because it's going to be sweet. And, like, if there's more Spider-Men, like, I was talking to Richie, and he's like, what if Spider-Gwen is in it? What if this is the way they introduce Miles? Like, those possibilities are going to be insane to think about and see what they end up doing during the movie. Yeah, That is really cool. Yes, I completely agree. I think that would be too much. I think if you, you show off a little cameo here or there of Spider-Gwen, like we see here in the background with the, the suit and everything, that'd be cool. I think if Miles, I was trying to figure out like who would play Miles, and the first person that came to my mind was, um, like an older Miles was, freaking Danny Glover. But they already used Danny Glover, Donald Glover. Sorry, who I was Danny Glover? <laughs> He's old as fuck. Okay, all right, Donald. Yes, Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. Sorry, sorry, Donald <laughs> Glover would have been great. Listen, man, I'm a big fan of Lethal Weapon. Dude, Donald Donald Glover is also like in his forties. Yeah, but like he doesn't look like it. This is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's gonna be a a, a young Miles. I feel like this is what Tom Holland needs. He needs older people playing Spider Man to give him direction in his life. I guess. 
that makes sense. But I think Miles, I don't think an older person who's giving others guidance, let alone a Spider-Man. Fair enough. Fair I'm enough. sorry. Fair enough. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. I'm but also, idiot. like, we've got the Sin- possibly the Sinister Six in it. Insane. Oh, God. By the way, I've been reading your theories for yeah. uh, a, a little something that everyone's working on. And uh, break it, it was very exciting here. to read about. It was so exciting to think, to, like, think about. <laughs> Did it excite you more than the trailer did? Yeah, absolutely. Now, wow. You'll find out. You'll find out in two weeks when I, Richie's episode drops. Okay. But we talked about you and just Spider-Man theories in general, and yeah, your your thinking about the Spider-Man trailer did get me more excited because it started getting me thinking about all these possibilities that we we might get in the movie. So yes. All I gotta say is John Watts. I know you're working on fan, uh, Fantastic Four. I was going to say Final Fantasy Four. <laughs> I know you're working on Fantastic Four. And listen, man, I got some thoughts, okay? I, You got my number, okay? You got my number. That's all I got to say. I could be your assistant. I have no problem fetching coffee. I got no problem rewriting scripts you know i'm not saying that's an assistant's job but like i could read your script and be like nah that doesn't look good you know who's that kid's name from stranger things caleb which one that one that's also in uh ghostbusters look up caleb caleb mclaughlin oh yes yes i wonder if you'd make a great miles i think so oh my god you just got me really excited just, just thinking about things. Yeah. A little Nas X. I don't know about that. Let's not get too crazy here. Anyway. Anyway. We'll see. We'll see. Until then, let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. The premiere date was August 1st, 2014, which was six months after Winter Soldier. And it's crazy to think that they were able to pull this movie off with a budget of two point oh two point two uh, 232.3 million dollars and a box office of 772.8 million dollars. Safe to say this movie was pretty successful, you know? Dude, I know we give credit to the Avengers for making like for Marvel bringing B tier I guess heroes into the forefront of pop culture. If this isn't fucking S tier in the sense of like so far down the line, what do you mean? Meaning like this is not the people I would have expected them to bring into the cinematic universe first. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. and then and then bringing and then doing the same thing again with the like uh, sorry not the Avengers the Guardians of the Galaxy. Insane to think about. Like nobody knew who these freaking people were. Yeah, that's Rocket. what I'm saying. Like I, I like knew of Rocket Raccoon from like Marvel versus Capcom, and that's it. Yeah, that's what I meant. I meant like the, these are the, coming out of the fucking woodwork, uh, bringing mm-hmm. in these characters. Would insane, absolutely insane. Um, what are your thoughts on this movie? Initial thoughts. Yeah, I remember when I watched this in the theater the first time, I was like, dude, this movie's like fantastic. It nails the tone, the vibe, like it's a great movie. And then I watch it again in the theaters like a week later with my friends. And I was like, wow, this does not hold up at all. I actually don't know if I like this movie as much as I thought I did. 
and I rewatched it. What I guess two or three days ago, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, was I wrong again?" This movie actually <laughs> might might be one of like my favorite MCU films. Okay, that's a that's a bit of a stretch, but like, I'd possibly consider it for top ten. Oh wow! Okay. So and I used to be in the camp where I think Guardians Two is better than one. I'm not sure anymore. Wow. Okay. All right. Um, for me, I watched this movie. I don't even think I watched this movie in theaters. I watched it uh, some random day on my phone, and I was like, "Well, who gives a shit? Like, what this? What does this have to do with Thanos?" Little did I know, I didn't know anything about the Guardians, like at all. Like, people were telling me Thanos pops up in this movie, and I was just like, "Yeah, but like, why?" <laughs> and then it's to find out that Gamora's his daughter, in quotes. Um, and I thought it was okay. Like the, uh, you have this here, uh, like the soundtrack of this movie mm. hits me harder than the movie does. Like, I don't think that this is the best movie that okay. I, I would say like, uh, out of the, you know, single heroes movie. Like Iron Man or Captain America or Thor, I don't think this is one of the best ones, but it's it's definitely on a list of MCU. This is movies. probably better than Iron Man one. Yeah, for being yeah, real. Yeah, this is a better intro movie. So, I like your comment about the music. So I actually want to think about that for a moment because yep. you make a good point. Go for it. You're because you're right. Uh, like thinking about the soundtrack by itself, those are like unequivocally all banger songs on their own right and i can listen to that music on its own and be like yes this music fucks like because they're good they're good songs right yeah. so you're right but if you have to think about it in terms of the movie the way that movie utilizes tracks to set tones yeah um and throughout specific scenes works so well to create an identity for not just peter but the like whole characters of guardians of the galaxy that none of the other movies do because all up until I would say even probably Civil War and or Infinity War, no movie in the MCU has a good soundtrack or score. Even this one, like the score is like you, it's not memorable at all. It just Marvel movies don't have good music. But the way this movie uses soundtracks to elevate itself, I think goes it. it, it elevates the movie for me wait so you're saying up until this movie the sa- the score mm-hmm. isn't memorable like for any of yes. you up until this movie no marvel movies have good scores no you're crazy very very little ant-man i don't even remember the- what's the score for ant-man oh tales of astonish Come on, get your ass out of the fucking gutter, okay? I don't know what that line was. Hills of Astonish? Yeah. Fucking Christoph Beck? Get your head out of your ass, all right? What are we we talking about here? The song, A Tales of Astonish. Sorry, A Tale of Astonish. I'm, I'm looking this up. Ant Man. Christoph Beck. This man's listening to. <laughs> no, yeah, I have it right. A ta- a tales of a tales to astonish. Tales Sorry. to astonish. My apologies. My apologies. 
Okay, then then I'll then I'll rephrase and say there are a few exceptions. Okay. Right. Other 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 than a few exceptions like Tales to Astonish, some of the work on Thor Ragnarok. Of course, we eventually get finally an Avengers um, theme. No scores are really memorable. Like when it's a quirky yeah. setting, they play quirky music. When it's a fight, they play actiony fight scene that's just like there for background noise. But a lot of this time uh, in Guardians of the Galaxy, they prefer to use soundtrack as opposed to score um, to kind of set the tone. Yeah. And I think that works for them. I agree. I definitely agree. I would be lying if I said I wasn't crying a little when he heard uh, Ain't No Mountain High Enough at the end of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which always always makes you think about Remember the Titans. Never saw it. Never saw it. I wish football, Eric was right? here. I it's wish about, Eric was here so bad. It's about football, right? Yeah. Yes, it's about football. Yeah, that's why I never American saw it. football. That's why I never saw it. Um, it's, it's more. It's more than football. It's about race. Come on. Okay. Well, I wouldn't know. You know. Yeah. Sure. It's a football movie. Yeah. About race. Is that safe to say? Just keep. Just keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Um, this is the first big outing for James Gunn, having only directed one other feature-length film, Super, starring Rain Wilson. And, you know, this put James Gunn on the map for a lot of stuff. It really, it really did. It really yeah. did. Like, he managed to pull off a casting. I have it down, down lower, but, like, this casting is so random, but, like, it all works. Am I wrong? You have Bradley Cooper as Rocket the Raccoon. I knew, I knew that's going to be the first thing you bring so up. So help me God if Rocket the Raccoon crying. Like, uh, Rocket is my favorite guardian. I don't really care about what happens to anybody else. You what off. do you mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. I- <laughs> like, this, this fucking raccoon just takes some guy's leg for no fucking reason just because he thought it was funny and then like you feel bad for him because like at the end he's like i wasn't asked to be fucking experimented on but here the fuck i am like come on if anybody has a fucking character arc it's rocket raccoon in this movie no i i empathize with rocket when you first see him in um the prison yeah and he's walking and you see all the shit and like in the back of the spine and peter's looking at him yep and like that's that's i think when for me when i when i thought about him as more than just like a, a character who's like a comedic what, what is it called relief yeah, thank you <laughs> i couldn't remember <laughs> comic relief yeah thank you no problem um, you have the 1998 sorry the 1988 opening scene with peter getting abducted and like you said here, tone setter with the music. Really great fucking music in this movie. I'm going to say it. Go for it. And I know I'll, I'm, I'm probably hyperbolizing a little bit, but this is how I felt when I watched that scene. This is still probably the most, one of the most emotional scenes uh, of the MCU. And up until this point of the movies we watched, this is probably the best we've gotten. Uh, it's hard for me to think about another uh, emotional scene in any of the other movies. As high as this one scene. And this is for a character I don't even know. Yeah, I have to agree. You're absolutely right about that. Like, just seeing him, like, not even... Uh, seeing him not giving his mother his uh, his hand mm-hmm. while she's on her literal deathbed. Like, and then she dies right after. Oh, my God. Fucking torture, man. 
devastating. And then for me, what, what really sets it apart is when he runs out and he's getting abducted. Right mm. before we get like the, the the transition to like the Marvel credits, like the flipping of the comic book stuff, mm -hmm. he yells mom. And she's already dead and he still yells mom. Yeah. And like that gives me chills every time. I'm getting chills right now. Yeah, I, I gotta agree. It's really fucking heavy hitting stuff. Also, there's mm -hmm. a, like... There's a lot of stuff that I missed in this movie that, like, I it's hitting me like how much setup they do for mm -hmm. both Guardians two, and for like the rest of the MCU. Like, all, yeah. not just all the Thanos stuff, but like all the ego stuff is in here as well that I just yep. didn't even register because I had no idea who these characters were. Exactly, I have to hundred percent agree. Oh my god, when they they keep mentioning, uh, they mention egos, well. Like dealings with ego, like twice in this movie, and I'm like, holy fuck! Why didn't I pick up on that the first time watching this? And I counted uh, four times. Okay, yeah, that could that makes sense. Once when his mom says that his dad is a being of light. Yeah, I was more talking about Yondu. Oh yeah, more twice with the Ravagers, yeah, yeah they say, yeah. It. and then once uh, with the the Zendarian people, yeah. the Nova Corps. Yeah. And also, like Marvel, what the fuck? I'm waiting for my what? Nova movie to ha finally happen. So, like, just, just let it happen. All right? No. You know you know what? I was prepared to say, like, who wants a Nova movie? But then, like, who wanted a Guardians movie? And here we are. So. I just feel like Nova would be such a great fucking character to introduce into the MCU. Like, it's the next... How do I put this without saying this incorrectly? It's the next Miss Marvel. Sorry, Captain Marvel, in the sense that like he's an intergalactic warrior that is doing justice, I guess. Sure. I want me to post it. Why not? Yeah. Why freaking not? Would be great. Would be great. And of course, we have the title sequence of Peter dancing, which Endgame made so this scene so much funnier. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong. You this, think so? No, I, I think this is f great. But then uh, I forget who says it. I think it was uh, Don Cheadle. And he's like, this this is the idiot that we have, like, getting this Infinity Stone. The thing that is, I'm super paraphrasing here, but, like, the an Infinity Stone is going to be guarded by the guy dancing to music. Like, this is supposed to be a serious-ass mission, and he's just having a good time. He didn't know it was an Infinity Stone. Right, right, right. But it's just, like, seeing this scene in Endgame is like, this fucking guy. <laughs> you know? Am I wrong? I would, I don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. That's fair. Um, I don't like thinking about Peter getting hit and then waking up and realizing that the the ball is gone right. for whatever reason. Like that just bothers me. Cause it's like not canon in the MCU. I don't know. Well, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard a for different timeline. It's fine. It's back. Yeah. You know. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Uh, I put here, let's not forget that Peter Quill has some good taste. You know, his ship, the Milano is named after his childhood crush, Alyssa Milano and Peter Quill. You get some good fucking taste because that was. Is my he? He crush. says that in the movie. I, I, no, I, I looked it up because not. I was like, "There's no way that that's not the case." And is it true? Is it? It is true. Yes. See, when I think Milano, I immediately go to Milano cookies. Of course, you Alyssa do. Milano. You Why? What do you? What is that? What does that mean? You simpleton. First of all, Milano cookies are like. 
great A tier. Yes, like, they they are rich people food. But like Alyssa Milano, like yeah, but no, I get you. Yeah, okay. Alyssa Milano. Okay, sure. All right. Uh, we got here uh, Ronan's introduction as he comes out of the bath and speaks to Thanos, which. I'm not going to lie, like, the whole Ronin character in this movie is weird to me. In the, in the sense, like, I don't see how he fits completely. Like, I get how he fits, but I just feel like there could have been a completely different uh, antagonist in this movie. I mean, I guess it really could be anybody. Me not knowing, uh, like, enough about, like, the Guardians villains. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you who would be a better pick, but I don't mind Ronan. I know I know this is probably like a hot take, but and yeah, I'll, I'll agree that he is one dimensional. Like he, there's not much depth to Ronan other, other than just like I want to commit genocide and be bad and just rule. Yeah. Um, I feel like you I, I think he's scary and like it, I think it's he's good enough. Yeah, but I I just feel like you could have subbed in one of the uh, what is it, the Black Order guards. Like literally anybody. No, because then who would they, who would they beat? You know, like the Maw and stuff in in Infinity War is like legit scary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they, uh, I feel like if you had put one of those characters in this, like uh, I'm not saying any of those, but like if there was an extra secondary character, like the guy that fucking Ronan kills in this movie. The announcer, I guess, is that could have happened. Wait, what are you? What are you trying? To, what are you trying to say here? I'm saying like you could have put in one of the Black Order's goons in this movie, and then he tries to kill Gamora, and then Thanos is like, "No," and then just kills him. You know what I'm saying? Am I, am I way off on this? I I don't I don't I don't know if I agree with you. I think that would be make make for me a less interesting film. I okay. like the idea that that Ronan betrays uh, Thanos once he realizes it's an Infinity Stone inside the thing. That to me just makes well. I mean, you still could have had that storyline. Like he finds the Infinity Stone and he wants it for himself, and then he just decides to kill Gamora to, I guess, get the last laugh for uh, against Thanos. But okay, uh, I guess. But but the Black Order is like the Black they, Order. They, worship, they, they like work for Thanos. They worship Thanos. Yes, but if Thanos they're was, all, they're literally children of Thanos. So I don't see them betraying him at all. Oh, why not? Gamora did. But she's not a children of Thanos. Like I mean, she didn't eh. choose to be. Yeah, a okay. follower of Thanos. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um. We're talking about. Oh, I guess. Do you want to go into? Oh, we can talk about. Okay, we can talk about a little later once we start ranking them and stuff. All right. Uh, A majority of the Guardians meeting on Xandar slash meeting and also fighting each other on Xandar is pretty funny. Like that whole um, flirty scene between him and Gamora in the beginning, uh, where she's like, "Oh, Oh, where he's trying to pick up, pick her up, I guess." Yeah. And she's just like not here for it. Just give her the stone. Um, we also have our Stan Lee cameo here, which we'll save for later. But man, oh man, Bradley Cooper as fucking Rocket that Raccoon. You know, if that isn't the greatest pick of all time, 
Would you have assumed Bradley Cooper would have done a great job as Rocket the Raccoon? Yeah, I was excited for this because I like Bradley Cooper. I, I love Gra- Bradley Cooper. Like everything I've seen him in is just perfect. But for me, uh, I think it's a Vin Diesel as well. It's like does really well. Yeah, it was also weird to find out that that was Vin Diesel. I I didn't find that out until later, uh, and I was just like, oh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout out to him because I I don't know if I don't know if you know this or not. Um, he did all the dubbing for all the languages of this. So he would like he studied how to wow, say I am I stuff for the, other, for the languages, and uh, he did all the voice voice acting for like he was taking it seriously. So I thought that was cool. That is pretty cool. That's pretty fucking awesome. I did not know that at all. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Cool. And then we have the uh, prison sequence where we. Uh, as we said before, we see Rocket Spine. We see Peter looking at Rocket Spine and seeing all this shit happen to him. Uh, Peter's cassette player and man, oh man, those abs. Yeah. Jesus. Still, still some some hot abs. I mean, we saw we see him in Parks and Rec just getting ready for it. And I was like, there's no way this fucking guy is making it. Yeah, it comes. Uh, what, what I'm trying to say here. That season airs after Guardians comes out. Yeah. But I love the way Parks is like, oh, how'd you get so fit? And he's just like, I just stopped, drink- I stopped drinking beer. Yeah. And also, he, I, if I recall correctly, the whole thing is he wanted to become a cop, right? That I don't remember. That okay. I, that sounds true. Okay. Uh, we also get our introduction to Drax in the prison sequence and breaking out of prison. If this isn't the best scene of this movie, I don't know what is. Yeah. No, no. I, disagree. I disagree there. We'll, we'll get there. Okay. But I, uh, yeah, Dra- I love Drax. Yeah. One of my reasons why I loved it so much the first time is that I love that everything Drax does is meta. Like he doesn't pick up on metaphors. Like that just sets up like so many funny jokes. Or I guess. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have to agree. When he just, when he misses things. Yeah. Um, we also have the, uh, nowhere mining colony and, Ooh, if I didn't get chills watching the uh, clip in the um, collector's uh, place of seeing a celestial, oh man, got real excited there. Real excited. Oh, the one that the one that like slams the yeah. power stone yep. and like obliterates the world. That's cool. Yeah, very cool. Um, we that got- whole that whole sorry, real quick. That whole when he's explaining the infinity stones, I think is just just awesome. I know yeah. they they and like Gamora explains them again in Infinity War for uh, like audiences in case they like they didn't pick on pick up on it in in Guardians, but like this scene is just so like visually so impressive. I mean the whole movie is visually impressive. Like this, but this part was so cool. W- would you have preferred it as a voiceover for the beginning of the movie? Like that whole scene of him explaining it is like no. a, a sequence in the beginning. No. No, I like the surprise because we don't know what's in the, that ball until halfway through the movie. I think that really works. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, we got some David Bowie. We got some uh, Groot giving the young girl a flower. Like, I always thought at the end of that sequence, like, as soon as they walk by, like, she just took that flower and, like, crushed it. Because Peter's like, protect your wallets, protect your wallets. <laughs> like, what is she doing with this flower, you know? Why do you, why, why do, you do this to me? I don't know. It's just like... I, I see the cynicism in people, I guess. 
That's that's hilarious because I think that for me this is like the exact opposite of what you see. Yeah. Because uh, like these characters are bad people who have the propensity to do good, and the way that movie introduces that is by having Guru be the first one to to showcase that by growing a flower out of himself, and like the movie stops to show him like caring Give for someone flower, else for a moment yeah, yeah. and giving it, and like I think that's very sweet and like kind of sets up who these characters eventually end up being. Mm. Damn. That's a way better answer than what I gave. Fuck. Okay. All right. It's, it, this is fu- this is funny. You reading my notes because I know exactly where I wanted to go with it, and uh, I don't know where. <laughs> uh, we also get the crew getting drunk and betting, and this was great at first. Uh, where we see, well, I mean, this is this scene in and of itself is pretty great because we also see Peter and Gamora having a moment on the balcony. And, like, he goes in for the kiss, and she's just like, no, I know who you are. Like, I, I you know, I, I've heard your reputation mm-hmm. of, with women. And it's just funny because he never gets to kiss her ever again. Yeah, this is, like, the only movie where Peter Quill's a womanizer. After that, everyone, he's, like, kind of the butt of the joke after this. Yeah, the real butt of the joke. And yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> for real. Yeah. Uh, then we get the collector scene where we uh, obviously get the explanation of the Infinity Stones, and if I, I forget who is just like not here for it, like just give us the the credits. I want to say that it was Rocket, but I don't remember. Um, I think he, uh, yeah, I think they say that, and then I forget her name. Like, yeah, kills herself. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. God, which was so weird. I that made sense but like it makes even more sense after seeing the uh what if episode for me Wait, personally. What, what makes sense like her grabbing the infinity stone and like saying like i will not be your slave anymore which at first i didn't pick up on like she was just i just assumed that she was his assistant and like she was yeah yeah i, I mean i know now yeah <laughs> Um. Yeah, I. I don't know. How How would you think that? No, because like, if she was his slave, like this guy collects things. If that was the case, why wasn't she in a in a collection box? The last assistant to fail him was. They show that in the movie. Yeah, yeah, they do. But I just figured, like, oh, this is nothing special. Like he has. You know, we've seen, I don't remember what race of alien she is. Like, we see mm-hmm. a couple of them throughout the movie. I just assumed, like, she was just some regular well, Joshua. Calling her an assistant is a, is a nice way of saying, is a nice way for the collector to say slave, yeah. Right, right, right. I just... Yeah, it, it's it's forced work, you can yeah, tell. Yeah. Um... Then Drax does something stupid and calls Ronin to nowhere, and then we have... It's his ass kick, dude. Oh, man, like you wouldn't believe. And we also have that great scene where Peter saves Gamora, and then he gives her that speech, and she sees... At first, she's believing it, and then she just sees through it, where he's just like, I don't know what came over me. I guess being a hero is what, like, Yeah. yeah. That was really good too. I like that. Um, and then we see the Ravager ship come to the Guardian's aid, and Peter has this plan of 
what they're going to do to help out the uh, Zandarians on Nova. And it was a pretty cool, I love this whole uh, scene of the Zandarians mm-hmm. fighting with the Ravagers. I like yeah. that whole um, force field that they do. No, blockade. Sorry. Yeah. Fucking awesome. It's cool, right? Yeah. Fucking awesome. I actually wanted, to, I'm glad you brought it up because there's a specific scene that I, dude, should I just bring it up now? Maybe I will. Yeah, yeah go ahead. That scene, I don't know why, hits really hard with me. I, I can't really explain it, but I'll do my best. Um, so, Peter calls in, right? He calls into the Nova Corps, and he's like, what does he say? I'm, I'm an a-hole, but I'm not 100% a, a dick. A dick, yeah. Right. So, we, we can already tell that the, these Guardians have started to change in some way, that they're becoming these heroic figures, right? And so Peter kind of convinces everyone to to be the best that they can be, right? They all end up being heroes. And they get there, and Saul, one of the Nova Corps guys, is very skeptical. He doesn't think highly of these people, obviously, because they've committed crimes before. So he doesn't like Star-Lord altogether. So naturally, he's not going to like the other characters as well. So they have to prove themselves to be trustworthy figures. And so when they do this blockade, and Ronan is crashing through them, and he's killing the people that are doing the blockade. He's about to crush Saul. This guy who only met Rocket once for probably only a few sentences le- has already learned to trust him and respect him. And what is the last thing he says before he dies? He cry- he's, he cries out to, to Rocket. It's his last words is Rocket. And Rocket responds saying, hold on, Saul. And then boom, it blows up. And just the two's relationship that they formed like kind of off screen. Yeah. I think, I don't know, it, I, it's powerful for whatever reason, just thinking about it. I have no idea why. It just sticks with me. Okay. Fair when enough. I drove home after the movie and I thought, I still legit, I thought about this scene. I don't know. Okay. All right. Anyway. Um, then we have Groot sacrifice because the, the ship is going down and there's no way they, they could stop it. And Groot makes this essentially cocoon of wood and he has to sacrifice himself in order to save the team. And Rocket's like, no, don't do this. Please don't do this. And then he dies. And We are Groot. Yes, we are Groot. Oh, God. That was another good scene in this movie. Fuck. Forgot. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of good scenes in this movie. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, And then we get the scene between... Uh, Ronin touches down on Xandar and Peter starts off the dance off. But before that, we get the line, what are you, some sort of guardians of the galaxy? That He does not say that. No, he doesn't say that. <laughs> but it would have been great. It would have been great. It would have been great. Um, no, he just uh, talks about like how the guardians of the galaxy are no match for him. Uh, something along those lines. And Go ahead. Which is cool, right? I don't know. I like the the idea that they get named by their by first him. villain. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. It's oh, pretty cool. Really, really good. I'm really glad that it wasn't them making up the name, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Then we what get the... We? What are you? Some sort of card? <laughs> so I'm just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, man. Great. Uh, and then the dance-off starts, and you have p- pulled this line. I need some context for it. 
Like I know it's you know, in. The, I remember it, but I don't yeah. remember what. Uh, like what was said to get this. Yeah. So Peter starts to dance off, and Rowan eventually is like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Distracting you." Um, to which Rocket shoots uh, the uh, rocket <laughs> that he makes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right at Ronan's like hammer with the power stone, breaks the hammer. Then slow mo, uh, Peter reaches out for the power stone, grabs it. Um, we get the cool visualization that, like, we got the foreshadowing earlier of the people who tried to hold the Power Stone together. Yeah. They do it again, but the Guardians succeed. Um, and then Ronan realizes that they're, like, able to hold it when they're all together. And he's like, how? You're mortal. How are you doing this? And Peter goes, you said it yourself, bitch. We're the freaking Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that's I don't know that's cool. That was a really. It's good. a reaffirmation of their heroic, but it's still very much quintessentially Peter by being funny about it. Yeah. Uh, and you have here many shots are are style are very stylized. Does this work for you? And I'm not really sure. I think this uh, there's a lot of people that do too much of this. This definitely worked for me in the sense of. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about the, the slow-mo or are you talking about like the whole uh, uh, of them like holding each other's hands and like using the power stone? I can give you a few examples because okay. I, I, yeah, because I, me I meant this as like a separate discussion, not just like as a notes I wanted to, this is something I wanted to bring up. Okay. Um, yeah, so the first time I think we see it, and this is to your credit, it is slow-mo. There's like the, it's when Peter is escaping from the first time he's like, oh, I'm Star-Lord. Mm -hmm. And he's like jumping onto Milano and it cuts to like Peter who like just put on his helmet and he's jumping onto his ship and it kind of does the uh, the dolly zoom where like the camera's going backwards but it's zooming in and you get that weird effect. Mm -hmm. And he's like jumping and it's just like, that's a cool like introduction. It looks very comic booky, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, there's stuff like um, Rocket on Xandar when he busts out his gun and you do they do the same dolly zoom as every time the gun like becomes longer, they do like a quick dolly zoom. Mm -hmm. That looks really cool. Tons of shots, um, specifically with, with uh, Nowhere. There's the shot of when Peter saves Gamora and yeah. he's just floating there. They're both floating and the Ravagers are like shining this light on them. That looks really cool. And also uh, when Groot and Rocket are running out of uh, the collector's den, I guess, and they're both screaming no like well, i obviously trying to run away from the mm. explosion and jump in front yeah speaking of you you reminded me of another scene where rocket is screaming when he uh, realizes also that the the ship peter tells him that the ships are indestructible essentially like they're heavy duty yeah and he starts screaming and he runs through uh, an enemy ship and then it cuts to the other side of that ship and it's rocket ship coming towards the camera and he's still screaming mm -hmm. from when he started that was cool. Yeah. That's what I mean by style. Like, it, it knows that, like, it leans into, like, the weird colors and sort of, like, the weird camera movements to make it feel like a different film separate from, like, the Earth films. Yeah. Which I think works, establish it as a separate thing, but still part of the MCU. Correct. Correct. Um, damn. What's up? No, it's just like I'm thinking about all those scenes and it's just like, yeah, that was really, really, really well done. Uh, this movie, I was talking shit to uh, Eric last night and I was telling him like, 
well, you guys fucked me over with Thor The Dark World. Uh, putting it above uh, The Incredible Hulk in our rankings mm-hmm. list. And I was a little pissed off about that because we're not going to get into that. But I was teasing Eric and I was telling him, like, we'll see where this movie fucking ends up in the ranking list. And I, I can't do it, Christian. I can't do it. Did you want to put it underneath Thor the Dark World? I wanted so bad. I wanted it so bad. But, like, this Dude, is a really good fucking movie. It's... It's not overly long. It's tight. Like, if, if you think about it, and I broke it down to scenes here in the notes, like, yeah. it's just, like, the Xandar, the prison, and then back to Xandar. That's essentially, like, the, the plot of the movie. It's very just, like, here, here, here. Mm-hmm. And everything everything that happens in between, like, reaffirms who the Guardians end up being. I think it's a very strong movie. Tightly paced. The script The script is, like, strong. It's really good. I, yeah. I, I want to apologize to everyone who I said, like, Guardians won. The only thing that falls flat for me is the jokes don't hold up as well after like subsequent viewings like I, I don't think they're that funny i'm sorry and that's just i think J- james gunn in general okay yeah some hits land some hits don't and that's okay the movie's still very good it does what i think it sets out to do okay fair enough uh, uh we touched on this a bit before but the soundtrack of the movie not the score is probably the best in the mcu uh yeah so far so far yeah uh, case in point, like I said before, you have the Ain't No Mountain High Enough with Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, like, oh God, fucking breaking me down. And at the end, uh, the end credit scene, I think, was uh, Groot dancing to uh, I Want You Back by the Jackson 5, mm-hmm. which is just, like, gave us all, like, we we all could finally breathe once we realized like oh okay good Groot is alive back. yeah oh but it turns out it's not the case Groot is th- that's his kid yep which is weird but also it's strange very strange some might say I mean it makes sense though that's how oh, trees work strange. right oh god <laughs> that's funny um yeah I I, I guess but like it would have made more sense if there was a seed. You know, like not a twig. Not like a twig, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like you have here, the, the theme of this movie is like family and how people find family. And I, yeah, this movie does this like really fucking well. Like, oh God, fuck. I'm thinking about it now and it's just like, yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll run it through. I'll, I want to run it through because I, I, I wrote this in for a reason. Like, Go ahead. Obviously, Peter is the heart of it of the family unit, right? Because we obviously see that he was abducted from his family. He wasn't taken to his actual family, and the whole conceit is that sometimes, you know, your dad or your you will learn that in Guardians too. But like, blood isn't always your family, right? Yeah. Rocket and Groot—they're obviously not family members, but like them finding each other, um, and then just reinforcing all their bad habits just being with each other and then having Peter come in and eventually fix that for them to have like their own friendship works. Drax, who was like this loner who was uh, pent up on, on revenge, which is obviously not the right answer for how you move on from your life. Finding his other family members and realizing that sometimes revenge can be just moving on, right? And acceptance mm-hmm. works. And Gamora, who uh, like was pretty much alone all her life, even with uh, her sister and her dad, right? Yeah. Escaping. And it was was going to be and it was going to end up alone and then finding the family unit. Them all like coming together. Just very cool. James Gunn. Very cool. Yeah. 
Very cool. Good job, Ken. James Gunn. I'm proud of you. Um, I had I'd put this in like there is a weird obsession with Howard the Duck in these two movies. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like if you're going to introduce Howard the Duck in a uh, end credit scene, that was actually the end credit scene. This was just like the uh, Groot dancing was just the credits. Uh, if you're going to introduce an end credit scene character, have him. In other movies, you know, like Howard the Duck being introduced in this uh, end credit scene was super weird. Nobody expected it. Nobody, I don't think anybody really wanted Howard the, the, uh, the Duck to pop up in this movie. I've never seen the original Howard the Duck movie. Okay, well then, you're there you go. This, this is why you find this so weird. I agree, yes. But like, I'm assuming you've watched the original Howard the Duck movie. Yeah, I don't remember all of it, but I, I've definitely seen it on TV. Did you expect him up. to pop up at the end of this movie? No. And, I mean, I don't expect anyone to pop up at any point, really, but I thought it was perfect. Do you expect him to pop up in any future Marvel movie? No. and which you, just is why want I him, think... you just want him as a, as a, a NPC, so to speak? Yeah, I think okay. that was funny. Having, having him... Obviously, a character who we're not going to get an actual MCU movie of. Yeah. Because uh, he's, he's not in that real, like a hero, really. Having him show up as a person who like the collector has in his collection and just acknowledging that other IPs exist within Marvel Comics, I think is just a very fun nod to the history and homage of, of Marvel in just this, one, it's just this one scene. Like, I don't need any more Power of the Duck. This is just, this is enough. It was funny. Okay. It was cool. All right. Fair enough. And now it's time to uh, rank the Marvel movies so far. Christian. No, no, no. We do that last. Oh. So why is it first? I, I guess it's time to rank the Stan Lee cameos. Uh, which, uh, in this movie, it was Rocket looking into, uh, what was it, his binoculars or something? Like, looking yeah. far away. And pointing out that it, he... Stan Lee was an old man hitting on a younger lady on Nova, and he called him uh, a prevert, if I recall mm-hmm. correctly, which was weird. Um, where do we want to put this? Uh, sorry, let me go through the rankings. We have at number nine, Iron Man 2 as Larry King. At number eight, The Incredible Hulk as the old man dying from radiation poisoning, we assume. Uh, at number seven, we have Thor the Dark World. Can I get my shoe back at the mental hospital? Uh, for number six, we have Iron Man 3 as the beauty pageant judge on TV. For number four, we have Captain America the First Avenger. <laughs> Every fucking time. Uh, the White House Medal of Honor uh, commentator who says he th- I thought he'd be taller. Uh, then we have number three, uh, Captain America the Winter Soldier. Uh, where he is the Smithsonian security guard who is going to lose his job because Cap stole his uniform. Then we have number two, Avengers. Superheroes in New York, give me a break, as the old man playing chess in the uh, park in the new segment. And finally, number one, Thor, as the pickup truck guy trying to lift the hammer, looking back, asking, did I get it? The best one. Obviously the best one. I don't know. That fucking White House Medal of Honor guy still gets me. Um, where would you want to put this? 
I personally would put this um, as the new number nine over Iron Man 2 Larry King. Because I don't think Stanley really does anything. It's funny that he's like flirting, I guess, with uh, a younger woman. But if I'm being honest, I think the strength of this cameo is all Bradley Cooper, not Stanley at all. Yeah. It's just Bradley Cooper talking about Stanley. Fuck. Okay. All right. I was what? I was originally going to go with this is the new number 10 just because like it's just him talking to a lady. But yeah, Bradley Cooper's voiceover just does bump it up just enough. Just to, a little bit. Yeah, to beat out Larry King. Okay. All right. So let me put this in. The Guardians of the Galaxy. The perverted old man. The preverted old man. I don't know what the difference is per between preverted and perverted. Um, he—it's just Rocket misspeaking. Okay, all right. Yeah, he—he's not from Terra. With Rocket's voiceover. Why do you get so specific? Because I have to remember it. I have to be specific. Uh, I have to remember it. That's the only way that I'm nice. going to remember it. Very cool. Okay. Do you want to do the villains while Eric is gone? Sure. Yeah, let's do this. Um, we are going to rank the villains next with... Oh, you got to say what Eric says. What does he say? You do this then. I don't know what Eric says. What did, what did, wait, hold on. Now I can't remember what he says. He's like, what are good heroes without bad villains? Is that right? Something like that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, what are every, good heroes? Every, hero every good hero needs a villain or something like that? Sure. Shit. Something about a hero and a villain. Um, with number 10, we have Malekith uh, slash Curse from Thor the Dark World. With number 9. We have Abomination slash Thunderbolt, uh, Thunderbolt Ross in The Incredible Hulk. With number eight, we have Whiplash slash Justin Hammer, which I think is way too high on this list. At number, uh, sorry, in Iron Man 2, for number seven, we have Aldrich Killian uh, for Iron Man 3. Uh, for number six, we have Obadiah Stane. Donay! I know Eric says that, you know. Um, Oh, he does say that, doesn't he, he? He does say that every time. And I'm okay with it. Like, it's great. Uh, we have Obadiah Stane from Iron Man 1. Uh, for number 5, we have Red Skull from Captain America, the First Avenger. From number 4, we have Taskmaster slash Drakov, which is way too high on this list in Black you Widow. You helped us put... You helped us... Rank these. You can't say this. I can say this. I can say this. I'm taking we over for Eric. We have to accept the list for what it I'm is. Taking over I'm taking over for Eric. I got this. You know, I'm just going to rearrange this and we'll see what happens from there. Let's see if you guys notice. Uh, for number three, we have Loki in Thor. Oh, God. Here it goes. For number two, we have Loki in the Avengers. And for number one, finally, we have... The Winter Soldier from Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Now, where do we want to put? Oh, I want, I want to hear what, what you think first. Because I've talked a lot. Well, it's, it's, we touched on it a, a bit before. But, like, 
Ronin is very one-dimensional. I, I feel like, like I had said before, you could probably switch Ronin in for some secondary Thanos henchman. And it Which just... Okay. This would have been good, you know? Uh, I'm going to put him either number eight or number nine. Why that low? Just because... You think Aldrich Killian is better than Ronan? Listen, do I think Aldrich Killian is better than anybody? No. Which is why this list is just... <sighs> oh, God. No, I, I, I definitely think he's... He's... Uh, no, I would say Aldrich Killian is better than this. In the sense that Aldrich Killian was able to fool everyone into thinking like aim was good. Mm. I did I did oh I did like that's why oh now I remember why we thought Aldrich Killian was good. Yeah. Because we liked the way um he outmaneuvered all the big players yeah. of the MCU. Yes. That is true. That was that was very fun to watch. Yeah. So if anything, this is the new number eight. So underneath Aldrich Killing. Yes. Whiplash is the is uh -huh. complete trash. There Ronin was at least good, you know, like he was fun to watch. I guess he had mm -hmm. motive as opposed to sure. Whiplash had shitty motives. Like Yes, it is genocide, but like he he was adamant about it, you know. Whiplash just wanted Tony Stark to die because I'm not going to continue this because I feel like I'm going to win you over. And No. Okay. All right. Okay, good. I, I'm, uh, I'm going to try to win you over because I think I was trying to convince myself that he's better, better than Red School. And maybe we'll see. I think at least right now, so far, he's better than Obadiah Stane. So the new number six. And, and hear me out. This is why. One, you are right. He is pretty one-dimensional. Right, but that's that's we agree on. He doesn't really have any like dynamic purpose. But neither does Thanos. They both want genocide. They're both justified in their own. Well, genocide. Thanos, Thanos goes a bit further in that he's cool. He thinks he's right, but then again, so do all these villains, right? Um, sorry, you, you want to go ahead? Oh no, I was just gonna say like yes, they believe in genocide, but it's not like one person's gen, like one people's genocide. Like Thanos just wants to get rid of half True. of the world. Yeah. Doesn't that was care who point, the yeah. fuck it is, you know? Thanos is doing this because he believes it's a good purpose, right? It's for the, the benefit the of The benefit humanity. of, of yeah. the war the or entire every, universe, yeah. yeah. Yes, thank you. Ronan is doing this because he, he's like the, a military dude who's like, this is what the Kree used to do, and this is what we should be doing, therefore I should be doing this, right? Like my father and his father before him, yes. Yeah, yeah. So on that case, yeah, he's not as justified in genocide as Thanos is, I guess, if that makes sense. But, like, it, it, it hurts the dimensionality of, of the character of Ronan in some way. So I will concede that front. But everything else, I think, is really well done. Like, he's extremely menacing. He's this character that's hyper-stylized. He comes out of a black bath, somehow breathing in that liquid, um, comes out and gets, like, almost he's almost this godlike figure because we don't know how strong he is, but we know he is strong because he kicks the shit out of Drax. Um, super like washboard abs he's getting washed and dried by his servants and then interviews someone from the Nova doesn't get the answer she needs and like immediately brings the hammer down and kills him and then just watches like the blood I don't even know what that liquid was like drain yeah. into that pool Yeah, and it's super menacing I think he's like a scary figure 
I love like the conversation that they had with Peter at the end. Like he, he's still kind of just like some guy at the end of the day because he sits back and watches Peter do like these things. Like, what are you doing? Um, I don't know. So I'm I'm trying to convince myself that's better than Red Skull. But I think f- for that reason alone, he's at least like a mid tier villain. Whereas I consider stuff like Aldrich Killian, Obadiah Stain, and down the list yeah. as low tier villains. Yeah, but you see, like the thing about. Uh Obadiah Stain, like I, I've already defended Aldrich Killian. I'm not gonna continue okay. defending Aldrich Killian. Okay. But Obadiah Stain was the first twist, I guess. Like, holy shit! Like, I we didn't expect him to become the villain. I guess if you read the comics, then yes, you kind of did. But like me as a person coming into the MCU, I didn't expect freaking jeff bridges to become a a villain you know like to backstab tony to uh essentially to raise him and let him be this person that creates destruction and have him like not even bat an eye at it up until he gets uh abducted per (laughs) per uh obadiah stain's uh, orders essentially like if not for Obadiah saying we wouldn't have Iron Man this is true so if not for, if we're not for Rodan we wouldn't have the Guardians no we still would have had the Guardians I feel like no they came together because of Ronan yeah but he wasn't selling to Ronan no no, no. they didn't they, yes they did come together because of Ronan but without Ronan they still would have came together he still stole from Yandu. No. no, no. Peter still stole from Yandu the, uh, and tried to get those credits to the old guy that he was selling yes. to. And who hired Yandu? I don't Ronan. remember. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but like, I feel like anybody could have hired Ronan. I mean, anybody could have hired Yandu. Well, again, essentially, person. Um, okay. You got me there. You got me there. You make a good point, though. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm just doing this just to, because this is fun for me to, like, think about. Like, this is fun for me just to think about these villains. Because you're right about Obadiah Stay and you're giving him more credit than I thought it would, than, than I originally did. I'm going to go with number, uh, uh, number, the new number eight. That's just me. The new number eight underneath Aldrich Killian. Yes. And I'm, and I'm saying over Obadiah Stain. Would you want to compromise and do one over Aldrich Killian? The new number seven. Meet in the middle and say, not as good as Obadiah Stane, but better than Aldrich Killian. Yeah. That's fair. Plus, Aldrich Killian didn't, you know, come up with a great fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, how fucking rad of a title that, that is, you know? What a wild name. Yeah. Yeah. The Conqueror, right? It's running the Conqueror. Oh, shit, that's right. He has a full title. If I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I know. I think you're right. Oh, no, it's running... The, the accuser, accuser, right? Yeah. Yes. Which what, what was he accusing of? That's true. Who is he accusing? What of of what? Huh. That's interesting. I wonder why he. Yeah. Like. Uh, also, he's got that great monologue when he like disobeys Than Thanos, and he's yeah. like, 
Anyway. Okay. Which leads us into... Ranking the Marvel movies so far. Catching up on the list, we've got number 10, The Incredible Hulk. Number 9, Thor, The Dark World. Number 8, Thor. Number 7, Iron Man 2. Number 6, Iron Man 1. Number 5, top 5 people. Iron Man 3. Number 4, Black Widow. Number 3, Captain America, The First Avenger. Number 2, Marvel's The Avengers. And number 1, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. Where are you thinking I'm, this lands? I've been dreading having to say this all podcast, but I'm I'm gonna say it, okay? Go for it. This is this is better than the Avengers. Wow. We, we think the Avengers is a good movie, and for the most part, I'll agree, sure, it's got like great memorable scenes because we love the characters of Captain America and RDJ. Up until that point, like Thor wasn't that great of a character. We barely knew Hawkeye, let alone Black Widow. And it's good because we love those characters. But that movie has like bad pacing and it's it's overly long. Whereas Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, is a much tighter movie. I think a lot of it lands a lot better. There's like we said before, it's it's stylized, it's got great heart. I think it's got more heart than I think than the Avengers does. Um Aside from that RDJ scene where he self-sacrifices, like that is a great scene. I'll concede on that front. But the they've got a soundtrack that's like stellar for tone setting. Um, I think the emotional highs in Guardians of the Galaxy, I think, hit a lot more than anything that the Avengers does. Aside from the fan service of the Avengers, which is that circle scene, which is a good scene. Yes. Wow. So you want that as the new number two? I am proposing this. I am prepared for your rebuttal. Okay, because, sir, I would say maybe the new number four at best. The first Avenger. Oh, oh, no, my apologies. My apologies. I thought that we were talking about Captain America, the Wonder Soldier, as uh, the uh, number three spot. My apologies. Um, Yeah, you're making some great points. I do... This is based off this list, by the way. Yes. I don't know how this would fare on my personal list, but. Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. You're right. What do you think? Where would you want, where would you want to put this? Yeah, you've got it perfect. What? Like, definitely <laughs> not. Uh, you, here's the thing, because I, I, I was um, going to say, uh, if number three was Captain America, the Winter Soldier, I would have been like, listen, we had a really great time last week talking about the winter soldier and oh, how yeah. those relationships forming with cap and nat like but like that's not the case here like it's we're talking about captain america the first avenger which was a great movie we're not saying that at all it was just like the pacing in this is better the shots like you said the shots are really really good you have me caring about a fucking raccoon and a tree mm. And a fucking tree. And a tree. Oh, yeah. And a tree. And a tree. Who says, like, I am Groot over and over again. It's like, fuck yes. Yeah. You're Groot. I love it. Yeah. You have me believing this goofy character uh, that starts off dancing in the beginning of this movie. Well, 
who starts off losing his you start this movie off with him losing his mother and then him immediately getting abducted yeah this is number two for for sure i can't deny this i don't i i can't believe that i convinced you i was ready to like concede something else and like all right i'll knock it down a few pegs just for you yeah but here's the thing like you've convinced me that uh, when i first came on to the show i didn't expect you like I didn't expect you to change my thoughts on this movie. I, it's a good, it's an okay movie. I, originally, I thought, and then you started right. talking about like how these certain things hit in this movie, like the relationship between fucking Rocket and the guy dying, and him, his last word yeah. is Rocket. Like, come on, bro, you're you're right. It's number two, and don't get it twisted. Like, I had to convince myself of this for a while too, because. When I ask myself, like, what would we would rather watch, I think on any given Saturday, it might be The Avengers, like, because I think that's more of a memorable movie to, like, go through and watch and, like, um, you know, here's the, thing. the Avengers. I, I probably wouldn't pick The Avengers just because, like, oh, wow. I forget how long that movie is. I forget the, the fact that there's infighting between The Avengers I completely forgot about. Mm-hmm. Um, I automatically picture like them fighting aliens in New York. That's that's the one yes. thing that pops up in my head, and that's what I think of is the the rest of the movie. Loki and obviously him bringing in like Loki and the the aliens coming in for to New York is what I think of in that movie. And there's so much more, which, like you said, Guardians goes three places. They go to Nova, then the prison, then nowhere, then. Nova again. And, and then just back to Xander, yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah. It's a, I think it's a stronger movie. Yeah, I have to agree. I'm still amazed I, I somehow convinced you. Yeah. I'm, uh, we'll probably. see how you feel next week. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> next week. I'm very excited. I, w- I wonder what Eric is going to say about this. Well, we'll see. I, I feel like he'd agree. If anything, he was going to try to put it at number one, and that's when I would have had to stop him, yeah. you know? We've got a new number 10. No, I think Eric agrees Winter Soldier is is a better film. I hope so. For his sake. Our new number, our our new top 10 goes Thor the Dark World at number 10. Number 9, Thor. Number 8, Iron Man 2. Number 7, Iron Man 1. Number 6, Iron Man 3. Number 5, Black Widow. Number 4, Captain America the First Avenger. Number 3, The Avengers. Number two, Guardians of the Freaking Galaxy. You said it yourself, bitch. And number one, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. What is this? A Guardians of the Galaxy movie? (laughs) Um, Christian. Yeah. Thank you for joining me, sir. Uh, Where could people find you? You can follow me at IsoChristian. You should catch the VOD of me doing the Hot Ones Challenge over on twitch.tv slash IsoChristian because it was legit an insane, what, hour and a half to two hours of me eating hot wings and just suffering. Yeah. Go catch that. I also do a movie podcast called Large Popcorn. A new episode coming out tomorrow with Kale where we talked about uh, Jennifer's body. Fun to go back to that movie. Great movie. And then I also do a weekly gaming podcast with Podcast PXN. Uh, breaking down the biggest news of the week uh, in video games. Very fun. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I I keep trying to like plug myself, but I I, I don't like doing Do it. this. 
You can find me on that guy, uh, Twitch at no on Twitter and Instagram at that guy Tuesday. You could find um, the socials for the channel are below. Feel free to give us a like and sub on YouTube. You know, check out this VOD and tomorrow and give it a like and a sub. And you know, we can always use some more followers for uh, Twitch. Yeah. Christian, do you know what this week is? Wednesday. Chunchi? Yes. No. Yeah, but Wednesday is the beginning of September. And <sighs> get excited. Time to pay rent. Time to pay rent again, I guess. I guess. Wait, why? Oh, now September. I know why. September. Now I know why. Why? Okay, yeah. What? Why? What? September. Oh, that's what we're talking about. <laughs> what were you talking about? I hope you're not. I hope you're not Twitch streaming on Wednesday. By the way. Oh, I mean, I was planning on it. All right, let's. We'll talk about this after the show. You have yeah, to tell yeah, me yeah. what's happening. Okay. Because right, you know I'm very out of touch. I'm an old man. Yes. Um. So yeah. Just to recap, this week we are uh, doing a Ghost of Tsushima stream tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, our He's All That review is uh, ooh, is actually Tuesday, tomorrow at 7 p.m. No, 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 it's Wednesday. No, it might not be Wednesday. We'll see what happens. I guess we're not, I'm not streaming on Wednesday. Our State of the Union Fall 2021 uh, episode of the penultimate games is on Thursday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, feel free to check out the website for merch. Check out the, I'm finally putting up, finally putting up the calendar for what is it, August? No, that's not right. September. <laughs> so get excited, get excited. Thank you, Christian, for joining me as always. You're, uh, you know, Great, a gentleman and a scholar, you know? Ooh, ooh what, what was that? Um, uh, have a good night, guys. Excelsior.